raised in the Catholic Church and the Episcopal Church. And um, I was involved uh, at the choir and um, I was an altar boy. So I'd light the candles. I'd come early in the morning. And I remember there was a chapel. It was a couple hundred years old. And I would be there just myself and the priest, and we'd be getting this, everything ready and the sacraments. And, and um, I remember looking up at the cross in the chapel just alone and calling out to God and, and wondering what was the point of Jesus Christ. Because if you work, if you're just good, if you have to be good to be in relationship with God, then I didn't understand that part of it. So move on as i was going through my high school years i uh i just saw a lot of hypocrisy in the church and i uh, i decided that this is probably just not the truth it's just a way of controlling people and so um i, I kind of went on my own but then my freshman year of college i was a physics major and in physics of course you start investigating as in romans one says that the things that the lord has created and so as you start considering light and you start considering the distance between the, the earth and the sun being 93 million miles, and yet you have ice uh, and desert on the same planet, um, that oxygen remains a constant 21%, um, and all these different variables that keep us alive, how photosynthesis works. Um, and so then I thought, it just seems that it cannot be a mistake there has to be a designer behind everything. It's just we're in the slice of where we could die any second if any of these variables were changed. Um, less than 1% change in the distance between the Earth and the sun and, and so on. And so, um, so I started to try to figure out who God was. So I studied... I studied uh, with the head of the Muslim church, or not church, but the um their mosque um in the where i was attending school um we were doing martial arts together i studied uh, with my roommate who was from vietnam um, buddhism so islam and buddhism i studied um with another friend who was mormon uh and i started trying to read through the quran read through um the book of mormon uh, try to figure out, you know, who God is and look at the history, look at the history of Judaism um, and then, you know, a bunch of other, you know, religious or sources. Um, and then I finally was walking down the street one day uh, and I had gone to a Christian camp when I was younger. I was even a camp counselor at the age of 16, had 10 kids in my cabin. And the closest I ever heard was, you know, people said, well, ask Jesus in your heart. Well, check that off the list. I tried that. There was no change. You know, I didn't really understand the point. Uh, and of course, the priest is supposed to read the Bible to you, right? And they're interpreting for you. So that was, you know, above my pay grade. So uh, I didn't really read it for myself. So I, I ended up in uh, my sophomore year. I was in flight school and, um, I was walking down the street and I just uh, was meditating and just calling out to God. And then the, finally the concept of propitiation, um, it's like the Lord spoke to me personally. I didn't hear him audibly 
but it was not a thought that I had. And it was the idea that propitiation means that um, God's wrath is satisfied by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I thought that he's dying in my place, the substitution that I don't have to be perfect, that that's why Jesus Christ is here. And so I went and got a, found a Bible and started going through it to figure out, is this true? Is this, uh, and sure enough, that Jesus Christ died in my place. And so I started trying to, you know, go to Bible studies and debate um, some friends in college about um, the physics, about apologetics. And as I did that, then they would ask me questions and I would seek the answers and I would seek truth. And I was a pilot my sophomore year of college. I was flying a cross-country trip uh, for school and I just, I called to the Lord. I said, you know, Father, I'm single. Uh, I'm so grateful for what you've done for me. Um, you've got my life. Just you tell me where to go and I'll go. And um, I felt like the message was uh, to join the Marine Corps. And I thought, well, you want me to, to kill people? Uh, it's not exactly what I had in mind, but I, I obeyed. I joined the Marine Corps. And uh, during combat training, um, I had a first sergeant who preached the gospel to the whole regiment. And um, I ended up getting to know him. He mentored me for two and a half years uh, when I was in uh, California. I ended up teaching uh, junior high, high school, and college Bible studies. And of course, in the Marine Corps, when mortality is on the line, I was able to preach the gospel virtually every day. And so, um, but I'm living with the people. So it's not like I could be a hypocrite. I couldn't, we're living in Asia. I couldn't just run out to the, to the strip clubs or, you know, go and so... One day I was in uh, training in uh, Oklahoma and um, I got, I was so tired of spending a lot of time by myself because, you know, a lot of the Marines, when they have time off, they're, they're not doing savory things necessarily. So, uh, so I spent a lot of time alone, just reading through the scriptures for the first time myself. And, um, and I went out in the dark and uh, walking around uh, and Oklahoma was pretty flat and it was cold and it was pitch black at nighttime. And I, and I would spend two, two hours in the gym and I'd go for a 10 mile run. And I just, it was so tired of just, my body was tired. And I just, so I called out to the Lord and I said, you know, Lord, you know, it would be easier for me to take a stand and uh, resist all the temptation in the Marine Corps if you would just reveal yourself to me, if you would perform a miracle um, or do something spectacular so that I would really know that this is the truth. And um, as I'm walking back to the barracks, um, nothing happened. <laughs> so it was, I just left alone in the pitch black and I was walking back, but it was the second time I heard from the Lord and, um, and he spoke to my heart and he said, well, if I, if I, perform a miracle for you, then you'd have to do that for everyone else, for them to believe. He said, but there is truth. I am real and there's truth, but you're just going to have to figure it out the hard way. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to find me. And, and as the word says, you know, 
those who seek the Lord, you will find him. And so I just started to trying to pursue the Lord and trying to um, get as much information about the world that we live in, about the physics, about the, and then um, I ended up studying medicine and I learned about DNA, which are, of course, it's like the fingerprints of God. Um, my new computer um, has uh, 480 uh, gigabytes of hard drive now, thanks to Stephen. And, um, but the DNA in a human body has 700 terabytes of information just alone. And so it's just an overwhelming amount of information that creates and all the same four um, base pairs and uh, phosphate and a sugar make up all the DNA of every living thing, whether it's a plant, a whale, a bumblebee, or anything else. It's just a different code. And so um, anyway, I was just fascinated by how God had had made everything. And so, um, so I just wanted to get that information out. And because it seemed that I was um, so close to the gospel when I was growing up, but just not getting the true message of God becoming a person and living this life. And as Job cried out, if only there was an arbitrator between me and God, if only there, if he was only a man that could understand. And sure enough, that was God's plan from the beginning, that he would be just like us. So my goal has been to make the gospel clear and uh, to reach out. I wanted to be like Paul. Um, I didn't go into the formal ministry. I just wanted to be just a regular Joe, um, but just to be able to reach out to people where they were. I ended up going into medicine. Um, I learned how to do combat surgery in the, in the military and um, became a physician assistant. I do orthopedic surgery now. Um, but I've been looking for ways to reach out. I realize I'm mortal. Um, I only have so much time on the planet and I can only reach out to so many people. Um, and uh, my heart is truly for evangelism, um, not just, of course, preaching the gospel, but actually making disciples and uh, mentoring people and um, just really helping them to understand um, the truth. And so I did, um, there's a couple of different books. I want to write a book that just brings out the beauty of, of the character of our God and who God really is. Um, but I also... Um, was inspired i wrote this poem about the moon and again it's based on the physics and because i was out there at nighttime when the lord did not perform a miracle <laughs> and um but the evidence was right there in front of me the moon and the and the stars and so um this uh this poem about the moon is uh, basically essentially that i wanted to be a famous person i want the class athlete or a track star or whatever it was. And of course the Lord said, well, can you tell me who the fastest runner in the world is right now? And I said, well, no, I can't. He said, because you only have that for a brief time and then someone else is going to be faster. You're going to age uh, and you can't hold on to your own personal glory forever. But I realized it's not about our glory that this life is is about sharing the glory of Christ. And I was riding my bicycle up a mountain a few years ago, and the Lord spoke 
spoke to me in my heart again. He told me that I'm, a, I'm the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And I, I said, well, how am I the woman at the well? Um, and he said, well, it's not because of your degree. It's not because of you being special or having any gifts. It's not even because you're a good person. But your job is to tell people that you have found the Messiah, that you found Christ, and that your job is to simply point them to me and tell them how to find me. And so, um, so this poem was an in, inspired by that. It was inspired by wanting to tell people that, no, I, I wanted to be a star and have light on my own account. But I'm not. I'm the moon. I have scars. I've sinned against the Lord. Um, I'm void and lifeless in my own. But the sun is like the Son of God. And if you look upon the face of the Son of God, um, then you can light the way in the dark for other people. And times that if the if we become too worldly, if we let the the issues of the world, as the parable of the sower says, if you get caught up in the in the wheat and the if you get caught up in the in the issues and the suffering of this life, or you get caught up in the desire for wealth or or possessions or whatever else it may be that gets in between you and the Lord, then the light that you have will only be a very slight sliver of light, like a crescent moon. But if you look completely and devote your life and, and spend your time seeking and pursuing the Lord, then you can you can give off such a light that it 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 puts the stars to shame in reality. But it's not because it's your light, but it's because it's the light of the Son of, of God Himself. So anyway, that's the inspiration behind the poem.